Ladies and gentlemen, this 200th episode of the 3 O'Clock Parade is presented by Adventures Out There Travel. Becca, and WD-40. <laughs> WD-40, the best uh, lubricant oh in the world. But uh, Becca, that's B-E-K-K-A, at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, can help you navigate this very confusing time at your favorite vacation destinations, all the changing flights, everything that's changing. So you're going to want that concierge level service. You're going to want to find discounts. And Becca and Adventures Out There Travel can help you find all those answers. And that's why they're the official travel partner of the Ray Clock Parade. 200. 200 times we've said Kungaloosh. The bicentennial. <laughs> oh, truth. Yes. So, congratulations to uh, everyone. 200 episodes. That's a lot. I know, right? I'm already tired and we've just got started. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, big time today. Very, very big day. Uh, Rhiannon is the first of us who did an entire vacation at Walt Disney World. Um, so, I have a feeling we're going to hear a lot about your experiences. Yeah, man. It was pretty epic. Well, it doesn't hurt you got a baller suite. Yeah, yeah no kidding. So, for anyone not following along on Twitter, seriously, you can try the number two best loop in the nation. Some KY. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, we had originally booked Port Orleans Riverside, which, as everyone knows, is still closed. And so I knew that we were going to be upgraded and we got upgraded to Copper Creek at Wilderness Lodge. And so in, you know, like before you go, you're getting like 15 emails a day from Disney being like, don't forget about online check-in because <laughs> they don't want you talking to humans, which is great. Cause I don't like talking to humans. No. And so we did the online check-in and we got there at like 1230, no room assignment, which is fine. You know, cause technically they still have a few more hours. And so we took off to the Magic Kingdom and still no text, got, went and had dinner at the Wave, still no text. We finally get back to the resort and it's now like 7.30, 8 o'clock. And so we have to go talk to a human. And we stood there while they, quote unquote, were working on it for 45 minutes because apparently Disney IT strikes again and the people who were in the room that they were going to have originally assigned us had checked out to go check into the poly and the system just like couldn't wrap its head around the fact that this couple was still on Disney property somewhere else. So it kept showing the room as being booked. Anyway, no one cares about these details. Long story short, we end up in a three bathroom, three bathroom, five balcony grand villa. And it was fucking insane. I love five balcony. It's like in there like (laughs) there were five balconies. How is that not noteworthy? That is awesome. Yeah. So you had every view. It's like, which view do you have? Um, All of them. Yeah. Actually, wait. Oh, no, we figured it out. Well, all right. There's six entrances to five balconies. That's what it was. So we, we thought after a while that we maybe miscounted because we, you know, couldn't count that high. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ran out of fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody wants to take their, their shoes off just to count. Yeah. Oh, are you missing a hand? Little, little piggies are for something else. <laughs> getting kinky 
Yeah, and I'm not missing a hand. It's just busy doing something else. <laughs> Can't use that for counting. It's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Jeez. So you checked. That was your. That was your first. So you like literally just kicking off on just totally the right foot. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. No. Um. But yeah, so we you know started at Magic Kingdom and. I mean, I feel like I kind of knew what to expect just because I read a lot of Disney blogs and watch Twitter a lot. But mm-hmm. just being there in person, it's very surreal just to have everything so empty and to see all, you know, the social distancing markers on the grounds and how the stores are one way directions and everyone wearing masks. And yeah, it's it's interesting. The barriers um, in the queues are one of the weirdest things. Yeah, and like depending on which queue and how narrow those aisles are, it can be pretty claustrophobic. Like, yeah. you know, some of them are wide and it's fine, but like the queue for Grand Fiesta Tour in particular. <laughs> I was just that, about to say that one. That one is narrow. Like, I guess I always knew it was narrow, but this made you realize, like, I'm literally, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not. I'm not a tiny guy by any means, but I also know I'm not the biggest guy that tries to go through there. And, um, you know, I was borderline having to go sideways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which then just makes you think if you are accidentally touching it because you're like two inches away from it, then it's just more germs, but whatever. It's yeah. It's, it, that's definitely a unique, a unique setup for sure. And, but you get, um, I like how you get your your own boat. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That part's cool. Yeah. And it was just great because one thing I was worried about was perhaps even though there's less people because of the reduced capacity of the attractions, that there could still be weights. And yet, nope. Like, everything was just a walk-on. Yeah. I mean, I think the longest we waited was on Monday for Slinky Dog, and that was partially only because they had to stop it to clean off the vehicles, which they do, like, what, every hour or something? I don't know. And so we had to wait for that. But otherwise, pretty much everything was just walk on, walk off. Yeah. I think the longest thing I've done at this point was um, the Frozen ride. And it's funny. It was 35 minutes or something like that. But, that, you know, the way it is now, that means it's wrapped out all the way into the main street. Yeah. Um, for 35 minutes and again it's you're waiting for the for the i think we had to wait for the uh thing to spray down at one point because it just didn't move for a while but it's so bizarre like when you go to animal kingdom and there's um you basically walk right on to flight of passage and um navi river journey which is definitely not the regular experience no and i think it was funny how pretty consistently whenever i looked at the app River Journey had a longer posted wait time than Flight of Passage almost every time I looked, which was bizarre. Hmm. That is bizarre. That's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like, for the most part, people were good about following instructions. I mean, there were a few times where I'm hoping just because they weren't paying attention, they would kind of overstep the, you know, wait here sticker. But the thing is, is like, if you just kind of shoot them a dirty look they kind of snap back into place. So it's okay. Um, and then the other thing I saw was definitely people thinking that it was okay to take their masks off once they're on a ride, which is not cool. Perfect. 
but you would be with like which rides were you with other people on i'm trying to think like i haven't been on too many rides which ones were you on with other people um, i guess the roller coasters well like uh small worlds you know you got like first and last row of the boat mm. i mean it's one of those things where whatever is it really gonna be the thing that makes me catch coronavirus probably not but on the other hand like it's against the rules. And and we know that because if you're on a ride with a, a photo op and you don't have your mask on, Disney's deleting your photo. So obviously that's I love cool. that. Yeah. So. But we actually, so we were the last row of a small world boat and they had put a family of, I don't know, like let's say six in the first two rows. And so the whole family masks off, talking, selfies, whatever. And it was just like, come the fuck on. And then there was in Haunted Mansion, um, they're doing every other Doom buggy because they're not technically spaced far enough apart from one another. And the two people they put in, two buggies ahead of us, masks down and on their fucking phones the entire ride. We're talking like bright ass screens. They were not in dark mode. And I was just like, come on, you assholes. Oh, the worst. <laughs> that is. <laughs> oh. They, uh, that yeah. is the worst. The, 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 the it, it really does. It's amazing how much one phone can really brighten up the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. What's worse, no mask or screen on? Since they're more than six feet away from me, I'm going to go with screen on. <laughs> screen on is the worst, but it's, you're right. I think you're right when so you, bad. just the, the general, um, way people act is pretty um everyone's pretty laid back so like as far as you don't see any like aggression about any of the rules i think everybody knew going in you know there's not much of a i think like you said everyone has expectations of what to expect um from going and i think that helps that they've made it very clear this is what you have to do to come and nobody really seems to be um for the most part questioning or rebelling yeah were you there during the change where people were using food and drinks as a reason to walk <laughs> around without their mask, and now you have to stand still yeah. with your food? Yeah, I was. So, good to How'd know. Um, I mean, I saw a couple, a couple people being spoken to about it, but again, it's not like they got all mad. They just said, oh, okay, sorry, and, you know, hold off and to the side and finish yeah. drinking or eating or whatever. Um. But the thing is, is that even prior to the change, I I didn't feel very comfortable walking around my mascot drinking because, oh, I'm drinking. I, I You feel like you're breaking the rules even before it was a rule. And so I would maybe like sip a, you know, sneak a sip here or there. But for the most part, I, yeah, I don't think it was definitely like a walking around masks off just because I was holding a cup of coffee. No, I don't think that was ever like a thing. I think they just made it more more official, yeah. and they started um, really just groups of just enforcement crew um, that would go around, and that's what they do. That's just that's what their role is is to like remind people <sighs> what the deal is. I would is, so. love to do that, like especially at Publix, and I'll do it for free actually. <laughs> Publix <laughs> enforcement crew. Yeah, that'd be great. How much do they pay you to do this? Nothing. This is just. <laughs> It's public, public service. service. You're public welcome. service. 
public service. But g- getting on to something that's very near and dear to most people who would be listening here is the food and beverage is just so confusing. Um, what's open, what's not. You, you just have no idea what to expect on any given day. Yeah, so Dawa Bar closed. Restaurantosaurus Lounge closed. No but it was open the open. other day. Well. But it's so it's like you don't even know what to expect. I don't know. Yeah, Nomad. Does it open. is it in the app though? Like, is the app updating? Well, I couldn't tell you because I don't really use the app. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely more of a wanderer. But like, uh, Thirsty River not open. But like, the quick open service part is. See, that's just it's again it's <laughs> it's like hit and miss. Yeah. I'm sure they're figuring that out based on staffing and what that because it is weird. I mean, you're literally walking around like, it's like that first half hour of the day, all day. Yeah. So speaking of what's open, not open, one thing I thought was interesting, and I'll just throw throw this out there as sort of like a pro tip. Um, So for bars, like at least Geyser Point, they did still have bar seating and what they would do, oh, Wave as well. So they'll have bar seating, but they'll, keep the bar stools in pairs and then keep just eight feet of open space where there are no bar stools until there's another pair of stools. So your, your distance, which is good. Great. Love it. And so the first thing we did after not having our room available was to go eat lunch at Geyser Point. And so we decided to sit at the bar because that's what we always do and just whatever. What we hadn't thought of is the fact that people from the pool who want a drink to go just walk on up and just sign up at the bar right next to you to order their drinks. And, of course, you can have your mask off while you sip your drink. And so it defeats the entire fucking purpose. Um, <laughs> and so just keep that in mind. And so we were especially cognizant of that when we went to Yak and Yeti because there especially, it's such a small bar to begin with. And then anybody who wants to come up and try to order a drink, they're like literally breathing on your neck. Yeah. So just... Something to keep in don't, mind when you're don't planning sit your, there. When you're planning your drinking adventures, you might want to avoid actually sitting at the bar for a while, which is not advice I would have given pre-pandemic. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It's definitely unique. <laughs> Agreed. Definitely. It's um it's it's just a it's just a unique situation. And I think I think we've talked about this in the past where in, the nice thing about being mobile is you can kind of control what your environment is and, and once you you know sit down you're you no longer are in control <laughs> yeah but like for example i went to um like epcot yesterday and you can you can just avoid every group completely and you just can it's great you can you know control your own adventure and got to do um regal eagle which is still mm-hmm. it's just back open which is still phenomenal that's it yes that's a it's a it's a new all star for sure. I mean, it's a great stop. We walked past it, but William wasn't working, so I kept walking. Yeah, what's the point? What's I know, point? right? But uh, it's a nice stop. It's just it's I mean, it's such an upgrade to what we had before, um, which is just the the quick service booth. It's just it's just nice. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. So what else did you notice? So I'm trying to think of 
when the Skyliner first opened and I first wrote it was like probably September. Is that when it was open or October? I don't know. But whenever it first opened, everyone was like, oh my God, there's no AC. What are we going to do come July? Well, it's July now and I can tell you when that thing's in motion, it is delightful. Oh, so delightful. Beautiful breeze. Nice. When, it's, when it stops, a little bit less delightful. And so we <laughs> took that for a spin and um, we had stopped for just a few minutes. It really was not that egregious. Um, but when we landed back at Epcot and went to go back into the park, I failed the temperature test. Oh. So I got to experience the cooling tent. <laughs> <laughs> the COVID tent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and so it worked, though. It was a successful. Yeah, I, I was in there less than five minutes. So. And then do they take you, do you go back out to the main tent or they test you right in there? They test you right in there. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. And then you just go on your merry way and think, boy, I hope that was because of the, I hope that was because of the Skyliner and not because yeah. of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, I tell you, man, I've gone a couple times at, at like an animal kingdom in the middle of the day or, you know, in the middle of the sun, the walk from your car to mm-hmm. the tent. I mean, you know, it, you're, you are roasting. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, Thankfully, I was like, man, if this, this is the true test. <laughs> yeah. True test. Um, that was another thing. Just, you know, thanks to the low crowds, parking has been lovely. There's no such thing as a bad parking spot anymore. Yeah, it's it's definitely bizarre. Um, were you, you were able to get, I guess, with, as resort guests, you're able to get, um, you know, better availability for Hollywood Studios. That seems to be the only one that's, really a challenge to get um i guess so yeah i so for all three weekends that i kind of had booked i specifically chose studios for the monday because i figured it would be the least crowded of a weekend and i'd have a better shot of getting rise of the resistance and so i didn't even try to get it on a weekend so i don't know but i got it for three times and uh so because Mark was mildly obsessed with our three bedroom, three bath, five balcony suite, <laughs> he didn't want to leave. So we missed the opportunity Monday for the 10 a.m. slot. And I set an alarm for the one o'clock and I was ready. And I pressed that button at one second past one o'clock and it said it was already full. So I'm not sure what was going on there because it just seems impossible that that was reality and yet there it was so and then we left at like three o'clock or whatever so i guess we'll just try again next month Mm. have you had any luck with the virtual queue i haven't done i haven't been to that park yet um uh we're going in a few weeks because that's the one that you have to kind of book way in advance so I've come up with sort of a new plan um, being here because you can book three in advance. Yeah. So there's a, <laughs> a creaky door. But um, rather than book three, all three super far in advance, I was like, now I've decided the best plan is to leave one open in case you wanted to go like today. You, you have to leave one open in case you wanted to go, you know, mm-hmm. immediately. So right now I have a a uh, DHS in the future, but have not been yet. So um, I'm hoping we have pretty good luck because I really want to do that. I just wish they would have it on all the rides because I really don't want to spend an hour and a half waiting for the Mickey ride. 
But you don't. Which, so by the way, that was the first time I'd ever ridden Runaway Railway, and it is delightful. Such a cute ride. Much better than I was picturing. Um, so loved that. But no, we were fortunate enough that when we got in line for it, and it was in the middle of the day, probably two o'clock maybe, um, it was a posted wait time of 35 minutes, and we made it 12 minutes. So, nice. Yeah. So and that's the other thing that I sort of came away with is because the crowds are so low and also maybe in combination of the season and being so hot and having more masks, it's so much more dead in the afternoon than in the morning. So like our previous strategy, if you will, was always to kind of rope drop, get there early and then bail to go to the bars or whatever at the resorts. And so now that half the resort bars are closed or you can't get to them, now the strategy is I don't know, sleep in, find some lunch somewhere, and then go to the parks in the afternoon. What? Don't, that sounds like my every day. Shut up. Yeah, it's that's if, that's that's how I used to go to the parks when I used to yeah, go to the you'd parks. You'd be golden. Oh, yeah, so if it wasn't for the circumstances, like selfishly, the crowd level is great. Obviously, oh, yeah. the circumstances are what are awful. Sorry. But um. Yeah, if this was just based on how things really just became, <laughs> you'd be like, this is awesome. But, um, you know, you, obviously the circumstances are horrific and yeah. it's not fun. And no. It's not really sustainable either. So no. who knows? <laughs> like, you're just walking around going, yeah, this is, this can't last very long um, from any kind of perspective. Right. <laughs> There's just no one here. I'm telling you, it's going to be a $4,000 annual pass. It's the only way to work. <laughs> At this point, if if you kept the crowds at this level, but gave me like, you know, more than three days, I'm allowed to book in advance. I I would pay $4,000 a year for this. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, you know, if you think about uh, they're only running at like a quarter of the uh, capacity to keep it like that. We just have to basically pay the rest. Yeah. Well, then then also increase the number, the rate of tickets for regular guests as well. Because then it would be cheaper to just buy a one-day ticket. <laughs> oh no, of course, yeah. One a regular guest would have to go up to like four hundred dollars or whatever Holy four sons. times. Yeah, whatever four times the regular price is, right? Like your ticket price has to make up. I guess you could say. Yeah. So, so yeah, just multiply whatever ticket you have today times four, and uh, and that's Which, you know that that's the plus- new normal. That was basically what Disney was driving at before all this started, anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they were, like, slowly trying to get to that point. Now yeah. they're just, like, now the they're just running just the parks at that level. Yeah. They just, and, yeah. and they're doing the opposite. They're actually doing, like, two-for-one tickets and stuff like that. Like, the, the discounting is coming. So, I don't – who knows what's going to – what the next year is going to look like. Because I did see that um, – over in Disneyland, they just canceled everybody's reservations up to mid-August. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you won't mid-August. See. But then at the same time, the uh, Disney Cruise Line put out their itinerary starting uh, for 2021. So, you know, we're chugging right along. Yeah, I will say, again, terrible circumstances, but it's pretty cool. When you go to the beach now, you can see all three or three of the four Disney ships just kind of sitting there. Um, it's kind of a great backdrop for the beach, but it's, a, again, horrible circumstances. Yeah. Yep. But it is kind of neat to sit there at the beach and be like, and there's three awesome Disney cruise ships sitting right there. 
Like, which one are we going to swim to? Yeah, I was going to say, just swim to it. I'm like, I, I just want to ride the water slide. Just, just once. Just let me up. Maybe, maybe a dinner at Palo. <laughs> you need to like, you know, those, uh, the like high powered suction cups, like they use them in like the spy movies. Yeah. You need to swim up to the boat and then just use those to climb up. I, I don't see any, I can't imagine any kind of pushback against that. No, I mean, they wouldn't know till you were on board, right? Yeah. I don't. I can't. Just I can't imagine any problem. Your mask, you're fine. Yeah. So take I, I that definitely and, can't see and those the whites the you know the the white like marine looking or sailor looking uh, outfits that they wear and you'll be great. And just walk around and be like, hey everybody, supposed to be here. Don't worry about it. No, I'm just staying in the presidential suite. Don't worry, everything's good. Be I mean, they don't call it Castaway Key for nothing. Oh my god, that would be the best. So, so what else, anything else that you uh, that sticks out in your memory of the weekend, uh, Rena? Hmm. Um. Not at the moment. I'm trying to think. Uh, just, I guess, again, kind of going back to this, you know, concept of the strategy is evolving, because in addition to it being far less crowded in the afternoons, because it's far less crowded, you accomplish so much more and so much quicker that suddenly it's like, oh, okay, well, now what? Right. Because a lot of the, yeah. It just makes me feel like I need to pad more into my day and I'm not used to that and so like I'm not used to sleeping in I'm not used to I don't know finding something else to do like I'm I'm used to being able to count on you know spending a certain amount at a certain place and now that's out the window well especially since a lot of the stuff that you did there is not there like a lot of the entertainment the shows stuff like that is not going on so um it doesn't, a lot of the things that just kind of took up your time doesn't exist. Yep. And then, you know, typically if we were done with the park, then it's like, all right, well, let's go, you know, bar hopping and half of them are closed. So it's like, well, all right, now what? So it's, yeah. it's a blessing and a curse. Right. Because the, the the side the vacation yeah the the side vacation stuff is not where it used to be. Like if you want just if you but if you like just riding rides, this is your time. Like you yeah. make hey, like you said, if you were gonna try that that do every ride six times in a day, this is this is the time to do it. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. uh. <laughs> did you happen to see the um, <laughs> Jose Carioca? Uh, uh, he's, I was there. It was fine over the weekend. And then, oh uh, man, he like he like passed out, and then they took him out for a while. So he's oh, gone yeah. at the end of of uh, um, Grand Fiesta tour. So now there's just two, and then a pot of flowers. Oh, oh poor little guy. It looks like he died. Poor Jose. The two caballeros. The two. The dos caballeros. Yeah, that was the other thing. We. When we were at 
Epcot and went into the Mexico Pavilion, it was, I think there might have been four or five other guests in there. And they weren't at La Cava. La Cava was empty, except for the bartender. It was just the spookiest, creepiest thing. I mean, that's weird. And La Cava they... is just a walk-up walk counter. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, are they letting you go inside, or is it just walk up and get your drink and go away? Yes, that. that. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went to order my usual, which is the Maelstrom. And he said they didn't have it. Do you know, did they take it off the menu or is this just a case of Corona weirdness? Say it again. What? Say it again. The Maelstrom Margarita, which was always my favorite. Mm. uh, The dude said they don't have it. And I'm not sure if it was because they took it off the menu or because just weird, like, availability issues. Oh, probably just, I think, yeah, ma'am. My guess is. Oh man, maybe they took it off the menu. Oh, I wow. flip the table, but they're all roped off right now. <laughs> you don't want to like upset the little the little table tent that says keep your social distance. Right. But yeah, that's so I don't know what really came of that, but I will say that the menus everywhere are pretty much limited. So if there's something you've heart set on, don't get excited. Well, Skipper Dick Ritchie, from something you enjoy, which would be the movies. I um, do love the movies. I know. AMC has decided not to reopen in August because there's no movies. <laughs> right. There's show. no movies to show. What about Mulan? Uh, it got pushed back also. Oh. Yeah, they're realizing that, boy, you're, it stinks when your business is 100% based on what other people do. <laughs> like, we can't do our business because you're not doing yours. Oh, it's a team effort, you know? Yeah, so. Yeah. Such a weird time for that. Like, you know, because I, I get it why they don't want to just put everything towards streaming because they don't make any money off that. I mean, you know, the amount of those big, huge numbers that Disney was doing is just gone yeah yeah they you know they don't i wouldn't say that they have anything that they've um like they don't have any like big marvel titles or anything like that that were scheduled to come out this summer i think mulan was kind of like their biggest their biggest thing so yeah definitely they don't want to just drop it uh you know um trying to think what was it greyhound with tom hanks and then there was another one that was also recently uh, put out there and oh Hamilton uh, but both of those were purchased for like 75 million dollars which is only half of what you know uh, the, most movies will make like on the first day yeah so it's not it's not worth it to the studios to to sell something that they're hoping they're going to get 500 million off of or whatever you know a billion dollars wait Hamilton was originally intended to go into theaters what was Hamilton? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. can't imagine sitting to, in a movie theater that long. <laughs> it was supposed to be uh, a theatrical release, and when they realized, you know, what was going on, and they probably weren't going to be able to get it out. And for Hamilton, I'll, I'm willing to bet like 75 million was probably pretty close to what they expected. Uh, you know, maybe 150, because I kind of feel like most people after they saw it the first time probably 
wouldn't he repeat guess but you know for when you look at like a, like and i'm just gonna go back to like the marvel movies or you know since we're talking about disney like pirates like people would go see those movies multiple times and that's you know how they ended up getting like multi-billion dollar uh box office so yeah 75 million dollars and showing it on disney plus is definitely not the way to go oh well yep Still haven't watched Hamilton. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, but I really want to see Mulan. And uh, The Jungle Book was supposed to be out this summer also, and it got pushed back a whole year. It's until Wait, next what? summer. They already yeah, did The Jungle Book. I thought they already did that. Well, it did not release. The one with The Rock? Oh, the oh jungle- you mean... Jungle Cruise. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jungle <laughs> Cruise. Did I see Jungle Book? My yeah. bad. I was like, they did it again? Now that's fast. <laughs> yeah, third, third one. No, Jungle <laughs> Cruise. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to come out this summer, and it got pushed back until next summer. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that's going to be like their, their, you know, their big release. Like, that's what they, they thought would carry them through the summer. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's what I mean. Obviously, you know, you get the rock, and it's going to be. I I hope it's good. I mean, I mean oh yeah, me too. Can, if, it's like if they can somehow ca- basically do what Pirates of the Caribbean did, which was get some really great epic movie with some humor, which obviously the Jungle Cruise should provide, um, mm-hmm. and and Pirates of the Caribbean did as well. But a lot of humor in that, so hopefully that'll be. I mean, it has the potential to be great. Um, I'm yeah, I'm really excited about it. And then be interesting to see what changes come to the ride from it, though. Hopefully very few. Yeah. I mean, oh, there's a lot of pressure already on the, you know, they have the sections of the ride that are the um, uh, the natives that come out. Right. Mm-hmm. There's already a lot of pressure on that section of the ride. So it's hard to imagine them just kind of making one change when there's going to be. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I could Did somehow you- see them this could be a good opportunity to address all those issues. Did you see the, uh, for Disneyland's 65th, uh, birthday, which was on the 17th, um, Disney plus released a, uh, the pre opening, which was the Disneyland show, you know, the old black and white show yeah. leading up to the opening of it. Did you watch that? I haven't no. yet, but I really want to. So they actually show uh, part of the making of the Jungle Cruise, and one of them was the uh, the plaster like cast that they made of, um, you know, for the natives. And essentially, there's just a black dude's ass on the screen, and then they cover it with plaster. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they literally have a, like a human. They used they, yeah, they took yeah, a regular. They, they, they did a full body cast from like toe to head. Covered him in plaster. Uh, you know, they talk about how he had to stand still the, or like hold still the entire time. And then they uh, they pop it off. And yeah, you can see like, you know, so all of those are based on people. Um, yeah. But uh, I just thought it was funny. I was like, that's a butt. There's a butt on my TV. <laughs> on Disney Plus. Did yeah, they do Disney a special, uh, you know, hey, prepare yourself. There's going to be booty on the screen. No, not at all. Oh, you know, they didn't, they, it wasn't like Splash where they extended his hair all the way down to cover <laughs> his butt either. Like, you're just like, oh, look, there it is. Yeah, I think it's, um, 
Although I do, I do think there's probably going to be some changes made to that ride as well. Um, coming down the pike and of course to in- incorporate the rock as well although i i don't you think hopefully it's just i don't know do you, do you ever see them getting rid of the the announcers and having the rock narrate oh my god that'd be the worst <laughs> it would be what would that'd you be... do i mean that's like your that's like your favorite ride would it be terrible uh i think the only thing that they might do is like i want to say from either one of the previews that I saw or, you know, some sort of like behind the scenes clip, I think that there is a scene, uh, you know, the rhino scene where they're like climbing the totem pole and yes. the hole in one thing. I think that there's a scene like that with the rock. So I can almost see them like, you know, where he's at the bottom, kind of like pulling every or picking everybody up or maybe on top, like, you know. Where they're, you know, and it's he's like lifting them, lifting the entire group to get away from the rhino. Like I've been trying to think, like where would you put him? And that's kind of the only real scene that has, um, that has people in it, except for like the village. But you know, it might be a little bit worse to have, you know, the rock coming out and telling a bunch of of natives like what to do. You know, <laughs> like yeah, I feel well, like those guys I- need to just be left alone. I would hope if they did it, they kind of just said it like just almost as if he's just they had him out there as one of the other skippers. They just kind of say, and there's one of our other skippers, whatever his character name is. And you oh, know, yeah, not almost like and, and, and he looks like his his boat has run ashore and now he's being attacked by <laughs> rhinos. <laughs> that would be kind of yeah. cool. I could see that. That would that would be a good way to do it. Yeah. And, they, you know, they could definitely add like his picture to one of like the photos in the queue. Yeah. Because, you know. Skipper like, of, ways of to, the month. Yeah, like there's ways to incorporate him in without having to Johnny Depp the ride. I would hope so. You would th- one would think, one would think because yeah, they they did the opposite at Pirates is where they made him like the main character of the ride. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the yeah. whole story now revolves around him, so they definitely could um, do that. Did they see they're going to make a now they're going to make a movie? Based on um, the redhead, yeah, they said they're gonna. So there's actually two pirate movies apparently in production or pre-production. Um, neither of them have to do with uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, but the redhead is gonna have like her own little like spin-off movie where it's a movie about her, and then the other one is just gonna be a continuation of like it's just more Pirates of the Caribbean movies. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. How many yeah. are we up to right now? Six, really? Five? Really? I thought it was more than that. I think five. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm almost more interested in the ones with the redhead now. That sounds more interesting. Well, yeah, that sounds I'm great. Definitely, right? <laughs> yeah, something completely different. Like, not really. Into, I'm glad, kind of glad they're done with the Captain Jack Sparrow. I like Jack, yeah, but I, I think that the, uh, you know, like, I think after the fourth movie... We were pretty much good. I feel like the fifth yeah. movie kind of tied up the, like, Barbosa story. So, like, let's go on. You know, like, more pirate movies sound great, but there's a lot of different pirates. So let's, you know, let's go with Red. She's she's great. Yeah, and it's like we could stop pretending that we have to keep tying these stories together. Like, we can just start new. You know, right. We can kind of stop stretching. I kind of feel that way about a lot of a lot of like series and, and things where it's like, all right, let's just how about we just start over with like the right people and, and start new. Like be nice. Okay. 
So it sounds yeah, good. that's one of the things that I like about James Bond movies is that they're not trying like James Bond is what ties them all together. You know, you might have like a villain here or there, a little bit of storyline that touches each other, but you can watch, you know, there's like 20 something James Bond movies and it's not like one long story. It's just, you know, Bond is just cool. Yeah, they stand on their own. Yeah, or Indiana Jones is another great example. You know, they didn't try to like... Is it too much to ask? Is it too much to ask that they start making movies based on all the different SEA characters? You know, the society of... Oh, that would be so good. and adventurers. Is it too much to ask? Like, is Meriwether Pleasure one of them? Yeah. Oh, that would be just the, the Pleasure Island, the movie, would be... Just like the creation of Pleasure Island, could you imagine? That would be pretty sure. So good. Yeah, like the story of those places is so good. Yeah. Um, there's just so many of these would be, and the, I guess the one you know, the isn't the the uh, Tower of Terror that you went to, Rhiannon, in Japan is actually about like High Tower. Yep. So that would be another one they could do like a Tower of Terror movie, but not about the Twilight Zone. Yeah. So I wanted to do it like they did with like Marvel, where you like you have like five or six movies introducing all the separate characters, and then one big movie at the end where you know they are the uh, the society, like, and they're all on a, on a big adventure together. And you know what oh, that movie's gonna be called? Cool. The Adventurers Club. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> yes. I just came in my pants. Yeah, that's the that's the tie together movie. Is <laughs> the Adventurers Club. And it takes place in a, in a building that looks like the Adventures Club. It would be yeah. I mean, people that had never even heard of any of this would still love all of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it would just be fun. Yeah. Oh. Yep. I know a little bit off, to- quite a bit off topic, but I was curious about this. I know Rian, and you're also a very big Clue fan. Yeah. Did you ever watch Knives Out? Yes. What did you think? If people compared it to it, and obviously I can see why. Did you? at all I, I, uh, what were your thoughts I, it was okay yeah it's def- i don't think that clue is the apt comparison i no. think that right gosford, i think they're both who done it well i think i think gosford park is closer just sort of like you know in the whole trapped together figure it out sort of thing but yeah it almost feels more like a john grisham movie that I think like <laughs> i don't know Maybe not John Grisham, but yeah, I, I, I don't think Clue is apt. But I, I guess, unfortunately, I had that going in, and I'm like, oh. I was waiting for it to get like that, and I'm like, it's mm-hmm. not. But that's okay. It just was def- – okay, good. That's kind of what I thought, too. Not yeah, I was on its right. Yeah, I feel like Knives Out is like an Agatha Christie-type like Which movie. I love Agatha Christie novels. So. Yeah, and, and I almost feel like Clue – was it, it wasn't necessarily a parody of an Agatha Christie type movie, but just a comedy version of one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can see where they would like try to draw that, but I definitely don't think that they're that they're alike. But I did like both. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't hurt that Rihanna gets to look at Chris Evans the entire time. Oh. Eh? No, wow. Oh, really? Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, unpopular opinion. Sorry, he just seems very <laughs> generic looking. Jake Weiler? Man. I don't know. Enough. So let's see. What else you got, Skipper Dick Ritchie? Um, 
What else do we have? We talked about. Oh, what about uh, Primeval World? Is it Bye. going away? Bye. Is it staying? What's the story on that one? It's gone, man. They took the right the cars off today. Yeah, right. Like so, I, I just want to know the story. Like, what is the real? Is it that they? I mean, I know people. People, thousands of people wrote it a day. Um, it was great because you could always get on. Like the kids was great for kids, especially. I'm, I'm kind yeah, of bummed it's gone think... from just a for just to, more rides versus less is always good. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was wondering, like, I kind of feel like if there's a ride that you know you were easily socially distanced in, that was it because everybody, like, each family would get their own little car. It was pretty rare that you would end up with other people. So, like, right now, I feel like it would be a good thing to keep it open. But I also think, like, maybe having the lower capacity crowds, they're like, this is our chance. You know, yeah. we can we can take it away. Everybody still has plenty to do. And uh, we can start figuring out what's going to go there. I mean, clearly in the last few years, they, since they created Pandora, they have treated all of Dinoland as just, like, overflow. Because that's where they took when you know when they got rid of Camp Minnie Mickey, they had to put the characters somewhere, and they're like, let's put them in oh, Dinoland, you know. So it's just, they just kind of manufactured a reason to put all the characters in Dinoland, and and they, you know it's just kind of. And now I walked through the other day, and you walk through, and it is like a ghost town because the only thing open is the ride, the um, the dinosaur ride. The dinosaur the, ride. Then the gift shop, like the main gift shop. Triceratops. Triceratops, yeah, the spinner, but the the, yeah. ride, the you know the games, which is where all the action is, is there nobody in there, so it is just bizarre. And of course, the boneyards closed because you know it involves touching a lot of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I mean, which is a bummer. From a, I'm glad, I'm glad that. Uh, that could probably come back, but it definitely is something that when the kids were young, spent a lot of time there because it was the best for the parents. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's a huge loss for uh, families for sure. But uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I know I know it's like the joke is always that you need a chiropractor when you get off the ride. But I'm <laughs> bummed. I'm kind of bummed it's gone unless there hopefully there's a, a plan to, to add something and not just kind of. There, there has to be. You can't just have like a giant hole. Right, please. I hope you're right. God, I hope you're right. Not yeah, to mention like there. the actual visual of the land, like it's such like an attention grabber. You know, it really is like the backdrop when you walk in, and so to just rip that out, I feel like you'd have to replace it with something of equal size. Well, that's interesting. It just depends. I don't. I don't know if we know yet where their mind is at, because um, when there's a big economic you know, downturn, you're, there's two ways of thinking. There's just literally do nothing and just try to stop hemorrhaging money. Mm-hmm. And then there's, let's use this opportunity while we're down to right. invest. So then when it inevitably comes back, we're positioned to dominate. Right. And um, that's what one of the co- the hotel companies did, you know, right after 9-11 is they built like, when nobody was building anything, they, they got like half price to build like two brand new hotels for basically half price. And then now they're, you know, then they were dominating for years. So we don't know what Disney's doing yet. Like mm-hmm. with the things they scrapped at Epcot, it doesn't feel like they necessarily are taking that route though. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, cause I think you probably realized that too, when you were there, Rhiannon, when you walk into Epcot, there is literally nothing. 
between yeah. the front entrance and and like the land. I mean, yeah. it's like, <laughs> and it was the first time that I'd been there since they kind of transitioned into the current state. Um, the last time I was there, there wasn't much in the center, but you could still walk through the center. And now, yeah, the fact that you kind of have to like pick a path when you walk in and, and that's what you're committed to is pretty crazy. Perfect. 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 But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, at least they're finishing up that part. So, but it yeah. is, it is definitely a construction zone, that middle. It is bizarre. Yep. I'm sad we're not getting our triple decker thingy with the rooftop garden. That looked really cool. It really did. Yeah. Like, I mean, how much did the garden like, cost? Come on, Disney. It, like, <laughs> it looked like the kind of thing that would be a great photo backdrop, and it would just be like not an icon, I guess, because they're Spaceship Earth, but it would be almost iconic, this thing mm-hmm. you know, that you would want to visit. I would go there every time, I know, because if they put a bar up there, yeah, you'd be you'd yeah. go up there. You'd be up there every single visit, and um, yeah, because that would be great. Yeah, it's just it, it's that part's pretty disappointing because those those are the kind of things that those I guess they don't seem necessary. They just seem bonus, and yeah. that's what's so cool about it. Like your favorite place at Disneyland that they kind of made to pass holders skip. Like that was like a bonus oh. that they didn't need to do. Yeah, no that's kidding. What, that's what made it so great. It's like this is a little bonus area up here. Yeah. Who knows what they're doing over there? Nick Who knows what that's going to look like when they reopen? Um, let's just say it's not going to reopen. Anybody listening, tell your friends. <laughs> well, I meant the whole park. <laughs> oh damn! No, I just meant my favorite, that my hideaway bar. Yeah, your your hideaway bar. It's called um, Pixar Lamp Lamp Light Lounge. There you go. Yeah. That's going to be the only bar open in California Adventure. So Just if anybody's looking for any other bars, the only they thing open exist. is going to be, the, yeah. Including hotels. The hotels won't have any either. Just yeah, the there. hotel bars, not open. Well, there'll be Just... one. It's the um the, the, the seaside one at Pixar oh, oh, Paradise Pier. Yeah, obviously, the lobby bar at the Paradise Pier. <laughs> and the pool bar, possibly. Both. If those you can make be... it for the five minutes that that window is open. <laughs> it's like Caddy Day <laughs> at Bushwood. <Yep>. Bushwood. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So, any any final thoughts, uh, Rhiannon, about your vacation? Before we, I don't know. I mean, I could like, talk at length about it, but... but I guess really, like, what I guess the bottom line is, if you were knowing what you know now of what it's like, do you recommend it right now to somebody who, you know, obviously it's somebody who already likes coming here. This probably isn't the best time for a first timer to come. But for somebody that already likes it here, is it did it meet your what you would want in this environment? For me, absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, you have to take into consideration the risks you're exposing yourself to. However, I think Disney is doing. I mean, I want to say almost everything they could do to mitigate those risks. There's very little I can point out and say, you know, well, you could be better there. Why didn't you think to do this or what have you? Like, they're, they're covering their bases. And so as long as you feel okay with that level of risk, then fuck yeah. Because it's just, I mean, at the very least, just to be able to say that you've seen it like this 
is something that, you know, you're going to tell your grandchildren about. It will be at Disney 50 years from now, and it's going to be fucking bonkers, balls to the wall, like insane. And you'll be able to tell them there was this time back during the pandemic <laughs> when when you see these people that are breathing down our necks, they were forced to stand on a sticker six feet away. Yeah. Nate and your grandkids won't believe you. <laughs> it, I really hope this does sometime somewhat quickly become like, remember that time? You know, I really hope mm-hmm. it does. Like, because as much as, you know, it really, it really sucks. You know, <laughs> this really sucks. But it, uh, well, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's hard to be so upbeat and positive and like in love with certain changes and then realize, oh, that's right. That's why they're there because people are dying. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they like, could leave these like six feet distance stickers on the ground forever as far as I'm concerned. They're delightful. To yeah. stand in line and not have somebody bumping into you, amazing. It's glorious. It's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just, I really, yeah, I'm really ready for this to be, you know, you know, as, as much as it is hard. I do, I do when I'm there. It is always in my mind, though, why it's there. And it just is such a, it's still harder hard to be 100% carefree at this point um even in those scenarios it helps when you've had several you know when you're halfway around the world Mm -hmm. but (laughs) but still it's like okay this is just a little bit uh weird so hopefully we can get to a hopefully we're we're, hopefully we're getting somewhat to a point where this man i really hope so Well, so one thing I will say um, is that you can tell based on where these stickers are on the ground that Disney is preparing itself for a much larger capacity. Oh, yeah. And when, if and when that happens, that I think would be a lot less cool because then you're going to have crowds plus the already existing risk. And at that point, I think I'd have to reassess whether or not it's quote unquote worth it to go because yeah. I can't imagine the whole like trying to stay six feet away when there's twice as many, three times as many people, et cetera. But based on these stickers, Disney's going to do it. They're going to allow them in there. So I think the only point. thing that will stop that is the actual demands not being there. That Disney says, sure, we'll open up to 50% capacity, but 50% ain't showing up. So. Hmm. Good point. That will be something we'll learn, hopefully, probably yeah. by episode 220. <laughs> probably. Probably by 220. 220, 221, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Did you get that one, Skip? Did you, do you know that reference? I, I, was, I missed what you said. What did you say? I said <laughs> 220, 221, whatever it takes. Mr. Mom. I uh, Mr. Oh, Mom. geez. God, that one's been a while. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. Hopefully somebody at home got it. No. Hopefully somebody at home got it. So, well, cool. All right. Well, guys, we survived it to 200 episodes. Hopefully we'll Barely. start getting back to... Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, glad you survived your vacation, Rihanna. Thank you. Yes. Let's skip it to Richie. Hopefully you'll, you're doing well there in the Bay Area. I am. I just I want to say goodbye to uh, my favorite named ice cream shop, Ample Hills. Yeah. Yeah. You were you were luscious and creamy, and I'm gonna miss you. Yep. 
I went. I walked by it yesterday, and um, oh. and there was no Boardwalk Joe's, Margarita Joe's. There was no Ooh. Ample Hills. It was just some music and the Italian restaurant. <laughs> some music in the Italian restaurant. <laughs> Is there any news on when the Dolphins coming back? Because I just got an email today that my reservation for next month, I got switched to the Swan. It's whenever the uh, Major League Soccer is done. Oh, bastards. Yeah. Okay. Whenever Major League Soccer is done, which I don't know how long that lasts. I think no. probably not more than a month. Probably like a month, I would think. Yeah, that's where the Major League Soccer is staying. Okay. So, there you go. All right. All right, gang. All right, gang. Thanks for listening. Okay. We'll catch you next time. Bye. All right, peace out.